This is the Rich Eisen Show. Turn it up. Let's go. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Their reaction was, was what? Oh, crap. Yeah. No, that's your interpretation. How should Michigan have reacted to Alabama being announced as their opponent? Today's guest, CSPN college football analyst, Robert Griffin III. Dolphins head coach, Mike McDaniel. Fox Sports college football insider, Bruce Feldman. Comedian, Stavros Halkias. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) All right. You're going to do the clap. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, everybody? Uh, we're live on the Roku channel, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM Odyssey and more. We say hello to our podcast listeners. I had a great time with Susie and uh, Amy Trask and the What the Football pod. I, I chatted with them for a, a good long while. That podcast is available for you to listen to wherever you get your pods. It's also on our YouTube feed. Um, and uh, same thing with overreaction Monday. Uh, what we were overreacting to Monday, I guarantee you, is worthy of still overreacting yeah, to today. 100%. There really hasn't very much, uh, not much has changed in the NFL world between that time that that pod came out and Wednesday. And all three hours of this show, you can listen to whenever you want later on as well, thanks to our relationship with Westwood One and the Cumulus Podcast Network. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on this show. I must say, uh, he does not do this quite uh, often. Because uh, he, he's one of those coaches who's, you know, locked in and does his media availability locally, but nothing, uh, not not too much else. So we're thrilled to have Mike McDaniel zooming into this program in hour number two. That's when Bruce Feldman will stop by. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about with him mm-hmm. from Fox Sports and the Athletic. Uh, hour number three. Stavros Halkius will be in this uh, studio. Never met him. Funny guy, funny show. Funny guy. An hour number three. Yeah, man. Uh, RG3 will be up in about 17, 18 minutes time to talk about this upcoming Saturday's Heisman Trophy ceremony. And, of course, the, I guess, uh, conversation in the college football world as well as the NFL world. My colleague David Carr had something to say on NFL Total Access last night that the Eagles should sit Jalen Hurts until he is healthy, fully healthy, because the offense, that's why the offense isn't looking so great. Although I'm sure uh, Western New York Buffalo Bills fans thought he looked pretty damn healthy in the fourth quarter in overtime, certainly galloping in the end zone to wrap that thing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that's just what happens. One loss, one boat race lost to the 49ers and. And things, uh, things kind of start going in the other direction in a media conversation. RG3, I can't wait to ask him what his two cents on that subject matter with the Eagles and Dallas Cowboys playing each other on Sunday. How are you, Chris Brockman? Good to see you over Rich, there. I'm watching Drake May highlights. I'm ready to go. What? Why? He was trending. I clicked on okay. him, and now I'm like ready for him to wear the Patriots colors. DJ Mikey, oh, it should... Is that part of the memorandum that we have right here? Yeah. To I make that I, part of the memo? I think oh, we should. Nah. I, mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, you get number one overall. You choose. You, you leave Caleb Williams on the board. I don't know what your memorandum is Well, we're sitting number two right now. That's all. You know what I'm saying? DJ Mikey D, how are you, sir? Good I'm to see well. Mike. Good morning, Rich. TJ Jefferson, the candle's been lit for quite yes, some time. Sir. Yes, sir. Good to see you over there. Good to see you. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the show. LeBron James, baby. How about that? Last night, lost. We're, we're talking in-season tournament to kick off this program. Tip it off. 
controversy last I'll tell night. you. No, I, I, <laughs> in, you know, and straight up, you know, I, I was one of those who were very skeptical about this because it's basically the world we live in right now is let's just take something that's the same thing you get mostly and put a plus at the end of it. Make you feel like you're getting something new. <laughs> Life plus. Life plus. <laughs> TJ plus. TJ plus is TJ plus. definitely something we heard about. Mm-hmm. We're going to need um, some of that at some and, point. And, uh, no, it's, I, it's, I don't, I don't condone <laughs> what you're talking about. Apparently somebody up there where in Santa Barbara? Yeah, shout out to Lee. Saying this, TJ Plus, there's something he's growing in his backyard. He's a botanist. Named it TJ Plus. He's a botanist. <laughs> he's, he hey, and so I guess, what is this, NBA Plus? Right? <laughs> sure. Same old November stuff, early December stuff, you know, game 23, game 22 of a season. But no, there's it's plus. Plus. Because players get the bag, as Darvin Ham said after the game last night. Giannis was legit shocked. He's like, I just made money tonight. He They're didn't like, even yeah. know. He didn't even know he got what, fifty k for winning. Last I just night? thought the floor was different. <laughs> I just wanted to see that that huge trophy that's on the floor in the bowling alley lane. I just wanted to see if I could run that entirety without dribbling in just three steps and score. <laughs> I did it. Which, by the way, <laughs> he can. happened last yeah, night. Yeah. He can do it. He dribbled at half court and then took three euro steps and got <laughs> to the basket. Very impressive, but still traveling. That said, not the reason why the Knicks <laughs> lost to the Bucks last night. Not in Europe. <laughs> by, by any stretch of the <laughs> imagination. Uh, but it just it felt different. It really got intense, and it felt fun. Like, that felt like an April-May game, and that's what the league is looking for. That's what the league wants. Lakers-Suns, LeBron, Durant, Anthony Davis-Booker, so on, so forth. Frank Vogel, back in the downtown Hoops Dojo. Yep. Where... You know, I would say he won the championship, but that was actually in Disney World. But neither, be that <laughs> as it may. Asterix. Be that as it may. That's the way it's supposed to feel. And then what they want is the stars shining. They want the stars shining. LeBron James last night, this guy is, I mean, he's unbelievable. He is truly unbelievable. You run out of adjectives at this point in time. 31 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds, 5 steals. Of his 31 points, 15 of them came in the final frame. And that's the end of that. 106-103 the final. Lots of fun. The Lakers move on to Las Vegas to the semifinals. They'll be taking on the New Orleans Pelicans, who, by the way, have Zion Williamson. It looks like he's going to make his sixth consecutive start, something he probably last did when he played for Coach K. You know, and it's you, you see him and Ingram and C.J. McCollum. Well, that's the stuff. That's what New Orleans has been waiting for, right? So that'll be fun. And then it'll be Bucks and Pacers. That'll be fun. And uh, good times. That's what you want. And then we learned last night, once again, every single time you're wondering what LeBron James can't do, right? And he does it all. He scores. He rebounds. He runs the floor. He he creates. He's the all-time leading scorer. He's closing in on Carl Malone for second place in minutes played. At some point, we assume he's going to track down Kareem and most minutes played there. And then last night, he finally did something I've never seen, which is get a timeout awarded to you when you don't have possession of the ball. Now, that (laughs) is now that's that may be LeBron's greatest trick. That may be the Kaiser Soze of this whole thing. LeBron James. That's not the possession timeout you're looking for. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. That ball was loose. Just rolling around. That, I thought Austin Reeves traveled 
well, first. He thought he was going to get a foul called because he felt like he got bumped from behind. Dude, I, as you know, look, I am best dad ever. You see the sign here. I'm proud of that. Um, hey, I am sitting watching a ton of Taylor's 10-year-old basketball game. She's uh, in the playoffs. She's advanced. Oh, nice. Yeah, she... The 10-year-old in-season tournament? The, the, it's not in-season. It's the end of their <laughs> oh, season. Oh, and it. the floor is the same. They don't change they the don't, floor. No, the, the uniforms yeah. are the same. Oh, weird. But uh, she... I'm seeing a lot of traveling calls because the refs in these games, they are on it because it's not just a competition. They're... They're teaching at the I mean, same they're time. T- they're 10. They should know the rules. But it, but they're calling trap. The number of times I have seen one of these young ladies take a step before dribbling, and it's they whistle it, but travel. That's what Austin Reeves did last night. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what he did. Like, if it was Goldie's Basketball League here in Southern California, God bless you, Goldie. Diehard Celtic fan. Hey. The two of you were like this. Yeah. Okay. And with Coop, too? Anyway, long story short, the number of times that I've seen that called – I've lost track in the NBA. Keep going, Austin, and then lose the ball, and we'll give the timeout to LeBron. Now, I've watched it back tons of times. You can hear LeBron, by the way, way off the ball on the other <laughs> side, right next to an official, by the way. You can hear him say timeout because the TNT mics were everywhere. You could hear it, but to say that that was not a ball in dispute between multiple players at the time, that you're just going to stop that play – from what are we doing <laughs> with, with mere seconds to go in a one possession game in a backcourt now had that been ruled a loose ball i don't know grayson allen was kind of close to the end line and picking it up well it seems like he stopped really Did hustling he, okay. because they because they stopped they had stopped play yeah he would have clearly had the ball the pool report after the game I also needed overtime for the over. Oh, good look at you, man. I, 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 now you're on your own. Now i got to turn my back on you, to use a good fellow's phrase. You know? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. The pool report is called. Here's called. Pool report on the timeout called in the final minute of tonight's Phoenix Suns at Los Angeles Lakers game. Dateline, December 6th. The pool report interview is conducted by Jovan Buha of The Athletic with crew chief. By the way. They make great uh, Winky Dinky, the, the crew chief at Winky Dinky Dog. <laughs> Winky Dinky you know, At least dog. it wasn't the assistant crew chief. Oh, no, no. By the way, I, That'd be too I, know, I know you and I are locked in on the Hollywood <laughs> shuffle, right? No, and them cakes, too. They got to eat. Crew chief, Josh Tibben. <laughs> Question. Why were the Lakers awarded a timeout when it appeared that they did not have possession of the ball? Great question. Great, fair By the question. Way, it's like, hey. To the point. It, 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 the, the context is, <laughs> you blew it. Yeah. Right? It's not like, what did you see? Hey, why were the Lakers awarded a timeout when it appeared that they hey, did not have possession of the ball? The I, uh, by the way, the, the economy of words, outstanding. Well done. <laughs> I like that. Tiffin. During live play, the official felt that L.A. still had possession of the ball when LeBron James requested the timeout. Through post-game video review and slow-motion replay, we did see that Austin Reeves had his left hand on the ball while it's pinned against his left leg, which does constitute control. Question, who called the timeout that was rewarded? Tiven, LeBron James did. End of pool report. (laughs) <laughs> well, LeBron did it, so great. So does that help? That's what yeah. happens. Now, here's what I don't understand. Again, by the way, if the NFL doesn't want me, I'm available for the NBA competition committee too. They should put me on all competition committees. I'll be very. I'm. I'm. I'm a value add. Um, I believe. If Frank Vogel 
cannot challenge that, which he was told during the game. We can't challenge that. Why do we have replay? Then why, hold on a second. Then why are you checking the video after the game? <laughs> okay. I, uh, because I you know you. you're going to be asked that in the pool report and you want to know for sure? Like, yeah, you had, you had to review it. I feel you. Right? So if it's close enough that you had to take a look at it afterwards, then why can't we use it in real time to fix it? Why isn't that reviewable? I don't think it's I, – I think whether someone has possession of the ball is as, what would you say, unsubjective as whether a toe is out of bounds, right? Mm. Correct? Or whether the shot clock has expired before a ball leaves a hand. Like, that's as simple as, like, do you have possession? Now, unless possession is subjective. Is it? And now, did did Austin Reeves not survive the ground? You know what I'm saying? Like, ball pinned against... Ball pinned against leg is still the same as ball, like, locked in hand between two hands? Is that what I'm understanding in the NBA? Man, that was a loose ball. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now, what the Suns would have done with it, I, I don't know. Gave it to Durant. But I would love to have seen it, and I know you would have loved to have seen overtime for your wagering. How dare you? But. It's a Tuesday. What am I supposed to do? But, of course, you, you know, I'm sure that's out there. I think you even said it. Fix is in. Come on. Rich, give the NBA a break. Rich, Donaghy was wait, a long whoa, time whoa, ago, whoa, brother. Whoa, whoa. Come on. This is the first what's season. For the, what's this better? is the first season of the uh, in-season tournament. Hold on. Do you know what the name of the trophy is that they're giving out for the in-season tournament? The LeBron James trophy? trophy. The David Stern trophy. Oh God, this guy. The frozen king, the king of is frozen, frozen envelopes. envelopes. Is it a frozen envelope? Leaking information to the New York Post. Uh, what else? Get out of here. We can go on and on and on. Oh, there's and other things he would be known ain't for. Ain't nobody watching. The playoffs. Well, Durant we're going to the games. Durant ain't it. If the Lakers Durant aren't ain't it. Durant's not it. Look, the Celtics were already out. They were. They how were, about this? The Knicks too? are out. They how, needed some big star team. How about uh, how about don't turn the ball over ten team. times in the first quarter? How about that? Right. How about that? How name about more you, than two players on the Suns. Hold on a minute. Name. Excuse me. I think there is going to be a huge. I, mean, I can. There but. would be a huge Josh Okoge run up to the to tip off. You have. I get your point. Yeah. No, I don't. Come on, man. You know. Get out of here. Obviously, LeBron Grace James and LeBron James. stands are out there. But the, 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 don't Eric turn Gordon, the ball over 10. I think even Frank Vogel said that after the get, game. Like, I if they it. didn't turn it over 10 I times. It. Didn't pass the they, didn't, they, they got hammered on the boards. Okay. Smell, smell fishy in okay, the dojo. Bulls on the sun. So All right, look at us talking season, NBA in-season tournament. I could have talked should. about the Jets and Zach Wilson. You I turned that down, buddy. You don't talk about the Knicks getting blasted by 40? I mean, what's the point? I mean, does that surprise you? Joyce Randall played great. What was that? The entirety of last season, Julius Randle played great. Played great. Jalen Brunson played great. And then when it finally came time yeah. to beating the big boys, they couldn't do it. Yeah. So Bucks are going to be there at the end. By the way, the Heat wound up being the big boys last year. Right. Also, I just want to get this stat out about LeBron. This is uh, Zach Graham on the Ringer. Before last night, the oldest players ever to have thirty points, ten assists, five steals in a game. They were 32 years old. Unbelievable. Allen Iverson, Walt <laughs> Frazier. LeBron did it last night, and he's going to be 39 end of the month. Dude, every single record that Brady set for the oldest in the NFL, LeBron is going to shatter. 
And Absolutely. good luck to anybody to ever attempt it. No one's ever going to break the scoring record. I'm, I know you never say never, Coach Tomlin, but I'm saying never. Well, well, I mean, if you allow three guys three steps from uh, from from the half court line, I don't even think that'll matter because <laughs> they'll have to do that for 21 years. Nice, you you're know? right. All right, let's take a break here, guys. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Robert Griffin the third is coming on to talk about Heisman Trophy and so much more. Uh, Mike McDaniel's on this program. Two in studio guests. I mean, you can't get further, I guess, from the spectrum uh, of Bruce Feldman of the Athletic and Stavros <laughs> Halkius, the comedian. Right? He could be very. Can't wait for Bruce's Netflix. Honestly, special. like I don't, I don't believe Bruce's latest uh, tome was entitled "Fat Rascal." <laughs> Bruce Which is the title of Stavros's uh, Netflix special? Bruce could be low key hilarious. We oh, give him you, a chance to shine. Or, right. Okay, so uh, <laughs> fat rascal Stavros Halkius and thin rascal, wiry rascal Bruce Feldman. Bruce is gonna do a tight five. Uh, All right, let's throw to break. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Robert Griffin the third. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least. The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the program, um, it appears Mike McCarthy is having his appendix taken out in an mm. emergency procedure. Yeah. He had stomach pain this morning, and he has uh, appendicitis and... And uh, he anticipates coaching Sunday night. The wow. Cowboys' three coordinators will run practice today until McCarthy returns. So um, we send. Um, apparently, he's going to be released tonight. Just uh, that's it. Have any of you ever had your appendix taken out? No. Knock on wood, no. Nope. Every time I have a little bit of stomach pain, I am worried about this that. Was, <laughs> right. <laughs> 
It's like, you hear it happen all the time. Like, oh, this pain wouldn't go away, and or I just finally went to the. <laughs> Or did I just have too much Mexican? You know, you oh, never know. I don't know that. Yeah, it just never, doesn't agree with you. You never know, yeah. We're getting older. we got to watch what we I eat. I understand that, sir. I can tell you all about that. Look, health is, is obviously the most important thing. So I, I would say just that from a human side, don't rush back. Michigan proved you can win a game without your coach yeah. on the sidelines. So Three of them. Yeah. And the biggest game of the year in the rivalry games. That's so, what you got. Get healthy. That's the most important. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, take, I'm taking the Eagles. <laughs> Thursday and Friday. I mean, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He should hopefully. Yeah, he should be all right. you know. yeah I don't know what getting your appendix. I, like I said, I've never taken that. I don't know. Taken that. I guess I don't know. Should, we, should we crowdsource it? Anybody's, Joe Burrow missed a month. You want me to just go do it? He's playing. Tell you guys what it's about. Yeah, but it wouldn't be. A, some One of our callers has had to have gotten theirs out. They'll call and they'll tell us what it feels like. I went sure. right back to work. 844 204 Rich. So we go. Um, right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, appendix out. Oh, yeah. Appendix, appendix minus. <laughs> That's also cr- a crazy, you know, human evolution, guys. Like, there are things in our body we don't need to survive. Just get it out. Yeah, Just right. cut it right out. We don't well, need what, it anymore. What am I going to replace it with? Nothing. Nothing. It's going to be fine. Tonsils. All right. So that's the latest from Dallas. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm sitting uh, oh, is you. <laughs> I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger. And Granger wants to let you know with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Normally it's kind of just to stop by, and then we were reached out to uh, by the Heisman Trust folks saying, Hey, RG3 wants to talk about the more than a trophy campaign. Do it. And I'm like, he's an anytime guest. Literally yeah. anytime. And that time is anytime is right now. Back here on the show is RG3. How are you, Robert? Good to see I'm you. doing great, Rich. Appreciate you having me on. What do you have behind you? What are those action figures? What do you got there? They are Funko Pops. I'm a Funko Pop collector. You yes. are. I, oh, I think we have a John oh. McClain one. Don't we have one? We we uh, we have uh, the guy from Game of Thrones, Sir Davos. Okay, we got a Sir Davos. Sir Davos, right here. Signed by Sir he signed Davos. It for oh, you got you, yeah. yeah. Look at okay. that. Look at T. Hold on, show it. T. What do you think, RG three? Sir Davos. There he is. I don't have any personally signed Funkos like that, but I've got a couple, you know, Chase variants back here. You know, okay. Doing Dragon Ball Z, little King Aragon from Lord of the Rings, Frodo. So. You know, I enjoy myself a little bit. Do you have a, a Feinbaum one? You got a fine, Paul Feinbaum one back there? I, I, I don't, but I think <laughs> Paul Feinbaum might have an SEC one somewhere, like the crescent of just the – or maybe of uh, uh, Greg's – he's, he's, he's probably got one of those. Yeah, you could, you could have a Harbaugh one. I don't know. <laughs> don't have a Harbaugh uh, one. All right. You, you might, though. You might. I don't want to get you in trouble. I've already Desmond got in trouble a little bit earlier this week. Hey, listen, let's talk about uh, two groups of, uh, of four. Starting yep. with the college football playoff final four, what is your opinion on the, that subject matter, Robert? Yeah, I mean, the committee got it wrong, and and really their decision is final. It's over, uh, done with, not so much bothered by that anymore, uh, although I thought it was a travesty for college football. I've been more so bothered by some of the coverage trying to excuse the decision uh, by by people in our industry. What do you got? Uh, and, do you and what has bothered me is the the focus on the money. You know, we we've had... Uh, people talk about how it's all about the money and they're picking the best matchups to make the most money. And that's not their job. Their job is to pick the four best teams. And the four best teams is not based off the eye test or what conference you play in. The four best teams is based off of something that's extremely subjective that includes conference championships, how many games you win, how many games you lose, comparative teams that you've played. And there's one thing that's not like the rest. And it's the fact that Florida State did not lose a game this year regardless of who their quarterback was. 
And I think that they were wrong to not put them in. They're a power five undefeated conference champion. That should trump anything else. Uh, and they should have been put in over Alabama. The discussion should have been between Texas and Alabama. And if the SEC wanted to get a team in, well, they would have had Texas because Texas is basically an SEC school. <laughs> well, they will be next year, yeah. right? You know, they 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 will be next year. Hmm. You know, I mean, it it really um, it really was. I I felt for Mike Norvell. I really did when I saw him, and he like, what do you say to your kids? Like, you balled yeah. out. You're 13 and 0. You know, uh, what do you say to the backup quarterback who got concussed? You know, and just basically. He's got to be sitting there thinking, uh, my level of play and what they view me in that college football playoff committee room cost this entire program. You know what I mean? It, it, that That's not fair for him to think that, but I wouldn't blame um, him for for sitting there and thinking it. It's awful. It's yeah, really it's not, awful. Yeah, it's awful, but it's not fair to, to Tate Rodemaker or to Jordan Travis because I saw Travis's tweet that he put out basically saying that he was sorry and – and no, he doesn't have anything to to be sorry for. And neither does, does Tate. He didn't have anything to feel sorry for. And I, I've seen a lot of people use that in their rationale to be like, oh, man, I'm heartbroken. Man, gutted for Florida State. But, like, no, there is no gutted but. The bottom line is we preach the team, the team, the team. We preach that it's about the team. And then when it comes down to it, the, the College Football Selection Committee decided that it wasn't about the team, that it was about one guy. And the fact that they won their conference championship with their third string quarterback beating a Louisville team and only held them to, and held them to six points when they averaged over 30 points a game. I think that's a pretty damn good team, if you ask me. But at the end of the day, the the selection committee made the decision that they did. I just don't like the way that people are trying to defend it. We can agree to disagree and have different opinions, but don't, you know, pee on me and tell me it's raining. RG3 here on the Rich Eisen show. And then let's talk about the quartet that's going to be in Manhattan trying to get that trophy that uh, you have, in your case, the Heisman Trophy. What is, what is your opinion of uh, this final group of four kids coming to Manhattan? Robert. Well, Rich, I think I think all of them are are qualified and, and deserving of being there in New York. I'm not the guy that's going to go out and point and say, well, this guy should have been there, not this guy. I will tell you that Malik Neighbors probably should be in New York and that Jordan Travis from Florida State probably should be in New York. But I'm not going to say that in spite of any other candidate that is in there. Uh, the three quarterbacks, Jaden Daniels, uh, Bo Nix, and Michael Penix Jr., uh, a.k.a. Big Penix Energy, uh, they've all uh, had amazing years. Um, Penix led the country in passing yards. Uh, Bo Nix uh, was electrifying, 40 passing touchdowns. And you look at Jaden Daniels, I just think that he was the biggest cheat code in all of college football this year. Um, similar numbers to Bo Nix uh, when it comes to passing touchdowns and yards. But he had 1,000 yards rushing, 10 rushing touchdowns, put him at 50 touchdowns on the year. Uh, he had a year that I don't think we've ever seen in college football from a quarterback. And I think he set the NCAA record for QBR in a single season. Uh, he's just efficient from the pocket, game-breaking speed. Uh, but all these guys were phenomenal. And then Marvin Harrison Jr. is out there playing like his daddy. So, um, you know, I kind of say – you sometimes you say that he looks like Marvin Harrison, ate Marvin Harrison, but it's not It's not like he's fat. You know what I mean? It's more like no, Marvin Harrison. It's just like Marvin Harrison sitting on Marvin Harrison's shoulders. He's just taller, <laughs> bigger, a big dude with speed. Um, all these guys are going to be in my – if they, if I was a decision maker, mm -hmm. every guy that's in New York would be uh, a high draft pick. I, that's how much I believe in all three of the QBs and certainly Marvin Harrison Jr.'s ability to be a wide receiver one in the NFL. Is your vote in? 
Oh yeah, my vote's in. I can't disclose it, but uh, my vote is in. I put it in after the championship games, uh, which I encourage everyone to do. Watch everything before you make that decision, because I really felt like Bo Nix had a chance to to win it. If they if uh, Oregon had beaten Washington, it would have taken a lot. Uh, I thought he had to score at least eight touchdowns to make it a conversation uh, for him to win it, but they didn't win it, and I feel like that kind of puts him a little bit behind the eight ball because he lost twice to one of the other Heisman uh, front runners. See now, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'll push back a little bit here because I I know you love having conversations, so I'm gonna give you one here. <laughs> no, seriously, I I really dislike conference championship Saturday okay. because again, um, you know, half the Heisman Trophy finalists did not have an opportunity to give you one more closing statement, you know? Right. Um, you know, obviously Daniels didn't make it, and I don't know if you're aware, um, Ohio State lost its last game, right? You're, you're aware of that, Robert? Team, I don't know if I'm breaking news to you. No, but in, in all seriousness, though, like Marvin Harrison didn't have an opportunity to show off his wares against a stout Iowa defense. Right. So I, I, I hate conference championship Saturday, and you, because I, I compare it to the final Saturday of the regular season, Iron Bowl, Apple Cup, You've got, obviously, Michigan, Ohio State, Farmageddon. Those are the four I keep mentioning. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would love to get conference championship Saturday out, certainly if it's going to affect a vote from somebody like yourself, Robert. You know? Yeah, what I, what I would say to that is it's, it's more of a you've earned the right to get another opportunity than the other guys not getting an opportunity to showcase themselves. Uh, in 2011, when we won the Heisman uh, there at Baylor, we didn't play on conference championship Saturday. So those other guys had opportunities to showcase why they should win the Heisman. And for whatever reason they did or they didn't. And for me, Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. Both had a, a grand stage. Everyone's eyes on only them to potentially win the Heisman trophy. And you can say on one guy's behalf and Penix, he probably did enough to convince some people. And, and then for Nick's on the other side of it, because he lost, he didn't. So I look at it from a standpoint of Caleb Williams was able to win the Heisman. I believe they played. Did they play on conference championship Saturday? Mm -hmm. I think they did, and they lost, and he still was able to win. So I don't look at it the same way that you do, but I can certainly understand it. It's an advantage to be able to play on conference championship Saturday when everyone's watching, but can you take advantage of it? And it looked like last year that didn't happen um, for the other guys in Caleb Williams' class, and – this year, it, it may or may not have happened for the guys that are going up against Jaden Daniels. CRG3, that's you being you right there. This is how excellent you are at what you do. Uh, I don't know if you guys just noticed, Robert pushed back with a very salient point in a conversation <laughs> he had no idea was coming. While also, in a, I think, very humble way, pointed out, he didn't need any conference championship game to win his Heisman <laughs> Trophy. Did you catch that? I did. I know. Yeah. If you want to win the Heisman though. and you don't make conference championship games, just be so emphatically good at what you do before it. You can't be denied. Did I get that? Did I catch all that, Robert? Right there. <laughs> you, that, the very astute observation. <laughs> okay, that's what I do um, for a living. Okay, just the, point the re out. And the reason I felt that way about Bo Nix going into this past weekend. Yes. Was he was he was gonna need? I think he had six rushing touchdowns, and he had forty pass or thirty some odd passing going in. He was gonna need like eight touchdowns to even be in the same stratosphere as Jaden Daniels. So that's why I thought that that had to happen. Or Michael Penix Jr. could have went out and did the same thing mm -hmm. and been a Pac-12 champion because you know there's people who are gonna vote along 
regional lines, conference lines, which I don't agree with. I think you should just pick the three best guys. But that's just the reality of it right now. And Michael Penix Jr. probably convinced some people because of their record and resume and showing up in big games that he can be the Heisman Trophy winner. So that's I'm interested to see how close the race actually is. Uh, but if you look at just purely by the numbers, Jaden Daniels in a league of his own. What is the more than a trophy campaign, Robert? What is that? Yeah, you know, we're talking about the the Heisman Trophy and who's going to get it this weekend. And I feel like some people are just a little confused and think that the Heisman Trophy Trust only gives out the Heisman Trophy. And then, ah, that's it. We just get ready for the next year. And they're doing so much more. And that's what the more than a trophy campaign is really all about. Uh, it's about the Heisman Charitable Giving Program, which has given over $25 million uh, to over 100 charities. Um, it's about the humanitarian award that the Heisman gives out that this year is going to Solomon Thomas from the New York Jets. It's mm. uh, in there. It's about, you know, my own foundation, RG3 Foundation, and how the Heisman Trust has helped me uh, be able to go out and attack food insecurity in underprivileged communities, whether they're in the city or in rural America. So I uh, just want people to know that those things are going on, know that they can, you know, go find out more information. You can follow the Heisman, Tro uh, Heisman Trophy on Instagram um, to figure out more information, or you can just hit me up on any of my social media uh, and I can get you in contact with the people at the Heisman Trophy Trust to see how you can give back in your own communities. But there's so much more that the Heisman is doing. I'm blessed to be uh, able to, to obviously speak uh, on behalf of the Heisman and uh, as a Heisman Trophy winner and work with them to continue to give back to the community. You also get a room in the Heisman House for the rest of your life too, right? If I'm not mistaken, right? You get that pretty, too? That's a pretty good perk. I'm that's, not going to lie. <laughs> I, I, I thoroughly enjoy the Heisman House and the Heisman House commercials there. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. as well. It, it's fun. It gets the, the guys show their personality. And oh, yeah. honestly, it's just... It's a fraternity that's like none other. I, I never take for granted being in the same room as Barry Sanders and Eddie George uh, and guys that, that are more around my age and Tim Tebow's. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun to go there and work with them and then work with the new guys too. You know, Bryce Young uh, coming to the house, Devontae Smith a few years back. Uh, we had Caleb Williams this year, and we'll have another guy that comes out of this Saturday with an opportunity to – you know, get broken into the house the right way. <laughs> uh, before I let you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk a little pro uh, with you, Robert. Uh, my colleague at NFL Network, NFL Total Access, David Carr, threw an idea out there yesterday saying that Jalen Hurts is uh, clearly not himself and the offense can't be run to its max with him playing like that and suggested uh, with Hurts um, banged up maybe Mariota is a better choice to run the offense. I can already see your facial expression. Our radio audience cannot. I'll now give you the floor. And heavy shaking. Heavy head he shaking. Heavy head shaking. Oh, no. All right, Robert, the floor is yours. What do you got? Rich, are the, are the Eagles 10 and 2, or did I miss something? Okay, I can agree with the fact that the Eagles offense is not as dominant as it was last year. Uh, one of my colleagues used the phrase, they're not knocking anybody out. They're just winning by decision. I don't really care about that. I just care about the wins. Well, the thing that I think the Eagles need to focus on is the fact that they've moving away from their identity of being a run-first football team. This past week against the San Francisco 49ers, the game was 14-6 to at halftime. But they had 25 drop-back passes and only seven rushes by the running backs. So to me, that's 
them trying to attack the San Francisco 49ers because they have A.J. Brown and they have Devontae Smith and they have a quarterback in Jalen Hurts who they paid a lot of money to. But just because you paid him all that money doesn't mean you need to move away from what your identity is, which to me starts with Jason Kelsey in the middle of that offensive line. Get back to running the football. Get back to tying in all of your concepts together. Like I would tell Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, he's a first-time NFL OC. Go back and watch the 49ers offense. Watch how Kyle Shanahan pieces together the running game and has that build into the passing game, giving teams similar formations and similar looks, and then running four to five plays off of those same looks. That's how you can truly attack a defense the right way. I'm not saying that he's not attacking it all the time the right way. He tends to to get better throughout the course of games and allow the offense to get more in flow. But I think they could work on that. And it starts to me with getting in the trenches and getting ugly again. The Philadelphia Eagles can win ugly by just beating you up and running the football 45 times. They just haven't done that to the same effectiveness this year, and I think they got to get back to it. Well, David's point is is that the run game is predicated on Hertz's ability to run, too, and his threat to run from the RPO, and yep. he's not um, up physically completely to be the Hertz that does get paid all that money, and that's where he says Mariota would come in, and perhaps he'd be able to run it in a way that Hertz is seemingly unable to, although, you know, Bills fans right now would say he looked pretty spry to me running into the end zone in overtime <laughs> to end it. But I think yeah. that was David's point too, Robert. Yeah, and I got to be clear here because I didn't really uh, – Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. Or, no, 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 you're fine. Yeah. I didn't – I got to be clear here. I unequivocally disagree with David Carr. Okay. Now, I got a lot of respect for David. Don't get me wrong, but I, I – Quickly disagree with his assertion that Jalen Hurts should be pulled out so that Mariota can go so Hurts can get healthy. I saw some people saying that they should bench Hurts, and he didn't really say that. He just said that they should remove him until he gets healthy. Um, so I want to make sure that, you, you know, you know this, but there are some people yep. out there saying that he said something he didn't say. But I disagree, and I do think that Hurts is healthy enough. Um, mm-hmm. Remember – Back in the day when uh, Mike Shanahan, there was the whole viral clip of Shanahan making Terrell Davis go back in the game when he clearly had a concussion, right? And there's like a wired up version of him talking to TD and telling him, listen, I don't need you to carry the ball. I just need you to be a decoy, right? Now, the reason I tell that story isn't to, you know, make anybody look bad, but it's to say that for Jalen Hurts in the RPO quarterback zone read driven offense he doesn't have to run for 100 yards a game he's honestly running more right now uh the last two weeks he hasn't run a ton but the the previous two weeks before that he was getting like 10 15 carries a game he's running more but they're not doing it in the same way through the zone read if he gets five yards on a zone read carry i promise you the defensive coordinator is going to have a conniption that's all they need him to do move the chains. You can run him in a smart way because he's not the most fleet footed guy, but he's strong and he's a physical runner and he can slide. Let him get those quarterback zone read carries for five, six, seven yards, and then build upon that. You don't need him to be your primary ball carrier, but you do need to go back to that offense. I was going to let you go, but uh, my producers just hopped in my ear and said, Zach Wilson was just named the starter for the jets this weekend. And I just give me your, your two cents. However you wish. On that, yeah. So, Robert. Zach Wilson's the the starter of the Jets again, huh? Yeah, he's that. 
This is the funniest thing ever, Rich. He's been named for the rest of the season too. They're not gonna they're not gonna mess with him. As long as he's healthy, he's gonna be the guy for the rest of the year. Full circle moment. Uh, I saw the clip of him and Aaron talking on the sideline, and Zach Wilson could not hide his emotions if he tried. Uh, I don't know what Aaron said, but it sounded like he said something like, and they thought you were the problem. And he's exactly right. When you put in Tim Boyle and you put in Trevor Simeon, you see the product that you got. You understand that, one, Zach Wilson is the best quarterback on the team, but we already knew that. And two, Zach Wilson is not the entire problem for that Jets offense, but we already knew that as well. Anyone who's watched the games knew that Zach Wilson wasn't playing like uh, all pro, but he also wasn't the source of the issues. They can't run the football. They can't protect in the pass game. So now you're going to throw him out there. And my advice to Zach Wilson would be go out there and let that dog hunt. You have nothing to lose. You're not going to be in New York next year. You might as well go out there, let this man drop back and try to throw the football 45 times, be the gunslinger that he can be, get Garrett Wilson involved, get your other passing uh, weapons involved, throw screens to Brees Hall. And I think that this is, uh, it's funny to me because it reminds me of like the girl that moves on from you because she thinks that the grass is greener on the other side. And the Jets found out the grass ain't greener on the other side. And now they're running back to Zach Wilson and asking him, please, please save us. Well, their season's over now. But for Zach Wilson, he can save the rest of his career by going out and showing everybody that he's not scared to go be a playmaker. Well, I mean, and, you know, the play, the, the, and the play caller, though, is oh, it's yeah. Rogers' handpicked play caller, right, who's still there. And so it's on him, too, you know. You, you mentioned about, you know, line and, and, and other stuff. And I, if I'm Zach, you know, I would just say screw it. I don't. I'll, I'll just. I'll just. I'll. I'll audible. I'll just call whatever the hell I want. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, I, I wouldn't the, mind that. The system that Zach ran in college uh, was a was a pro style three level play action based system. So yep. he's he's more used to what what they should be doing, which is run the football, play action pass, RPOs. They're not really doing that. So I, I, I'm I saying it facetiously that they should just go drop back and throw 45 times. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But Nathaniel Hackett has to also prove over these next couple of weeks that he can build the system around Zach and what Zach does well. Because when Aaron comes back, Hackett's going to be fine. Aaron runs the damn offense. He's the one that's calling the plays. He's the one that's audible out of everything. And, and I don't think Hackett's going anywhere because of that. But Hackett can get some people off of his back. If he can put Zach Wilson in the best position to succeed, yeah. and we'll see if he can do it. Robert, thanks again. Everyone can follow at Heisman Trophy on Instagram or visit Heisman.com to learn more about the great work the Heisman Trophy Trust does off the field. Have a great time this weekend. And um, and I, I think I heard some kiddos in the background. Go be a dad. Thanks for the time nah. here. <laughs> Appreciate you, Rich. You God got bless, The great Robert Griffin III, RG3, at RGIII. All right. So I talk about it coming up next. I guess. <laughs> I just want to say, Robert, the, the, want to. the week before he didn't play his conference championship game, he had four touchdowns, 350 yards, and even punted. So you 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 caught that when he's just like, yeah, yeah I didn't he, need it. He literally did everything. I won the trophy without needing it. Did you guys game. also notice, though, when he said, he talked about Baylor, he goes, when we won the Heisman, I picked up on that. I thought that was really cool. It wasn't like I won the Heisman. Uh, it's when we won the Heisman. He's one of my favorites. Uh, RG3, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. All right, Zach's back, baby. Zach's back. <laughs> back in the New York group. <laughs> it's called a chopper. <laughs> Whose chopper is it? Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. These are my three favorite coaching cliches. I'd love to see a press conference where you nail all three of them within one press conference. We double down, and what if I can pull it off in, the, in my next press conference in, in Indianapolis? This is, this is exactly what we're talking about. Yes, sir. So, right. Ready for them? Here you go. Um, this one, my, this is number one. I don't have a crystal ball, guys. Okay? Like, that's what you say. I don't have a crystal ball. It's easy. It's whenever somebody asks you to predict the future. Like, for instance, um, how how uh, how aggressive are you going to be in free agency? Then you say what? Well, you see? I mean, if I have, I don't have a crystal ball. Right. But no, as, as aggressive as, uh, um, as what's best for the organization. Very good. That's a good one. Very good. Okay. Let's start. Let's start. Here's another one. It's as simple. You're going to nail this. It is what it is. It is what it is, guys. It is what it is, ladies. It is what it is, folks. You know, like, whatever you want to just throw it out there, it is what it is. That's a, that's another one. Um, okay. And then the third one is, I'm only talking about the guys that are here. That's it. I'm only talking okay, about the well, guys here. Well, so. I'm just going to I'm gonna triple down and say, what if I can do that all in the same statement in my indie press conference? Yes! Mike McDaniel. Instant legend. Yes! My, my only request is when I do it, yes. mid press conference, yes. can we, I want to, I want to sprint up to the stage, high five. Let's not forget, like, it is what it is. You know, I, 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 I honestly, me personally, I don't have a crystal ball, you know, but really the only guys I can talk about are the players that are here today. Yes, excuse me, pardon me. Oh, hey, didn't see it. Boom! Out of boy. Triple play. <laughs> Actually, how nuts is that? Everyone was so confused. Oh, hey, didn't see it. <laughs> the Rich Eisen Show. We just showed uh, Mike McDaniel's first appearances, plural, here on the program. He's about to make another one. That's funny. Coming up. I said I wasn't going to talk about the Jets again. You said that Until Rodgers came oh, back. Yeah, I said that, that was after the Black Friday disaster. Here I am every time I think I'm out. Let me back. Pull you back. Sorry. 
Quit playing it. That's I, I want you to say I it. know. It's, it's sitting right here. Because the quarterback I like hearing you play eventually like stays like a before. <laughs> Everything comes back to the gut. Zach Wilson is back. And not just back. He's a starter for the rest of the season. They don't care how Trevor Simeon or Brett Rippon might look in practice. It's Zach's gig. God bless him. They're putting him right back in the mix at home with the Houston Texans bringing their number two overall quarterback, who is the clear offensive rookie of the year for a team coached by a friend and acolyte of Robert Sala. Don't forget who took over the defense in San Francisco when Sala left to take the job for the Jets. That would be D'Amico Ryans, who's now bringing his number two overall drafted quarterback in C.J. Stroud. And, man, I, I wish that Zach Wilson has even for a split moment had even 50, 70 percent of a game that C.J. Stroud has put on the field this year. He hasn't, and part of the reason why is not him. Play callers and the line and the roster and everything else. And then his own inability to t accept responsibility. That was last year. This year's totally changed man when it comes to that. He handled his benching like a pro, like a champ. He made appearances in front of the media as the number three quarterback. Talking about it, he has absolutely been pitch perfect there. Wish he didn't have to have a situation where he played like an untenably usable quarterback. They just couldn't use him anymore. And they they had to see what they had in Tim Boyle. Well, he gone. And they're wisely not going to Trevor Simeon. And and the word was Zach had um, questions about whether he should get back in there. And, of course, that brought back echoes of last year that he wasn't a true pro. And all I would ask anybody that feels that way, because if he truly said, I'm not going back in there, uh, I think his professional starting career would be over for anybody. Now, I mentioned this on What the Football yesterday with Susie and Amy, and Amy Trask is like, well, there's always going to be some team that thinks we can fix him, we'll change his mind, we'll put him in there. And and then we had a great conversation, everybody should seek it out, about how you're drafted in the league and how important it is. And the conversation, what, what if Mac Jones had gone to San Francisco instead of New England? Right? I mean, the what ifs. Are and, and what if Mahomes didn't get drafted by Kansas City and Andy Reid? What if he did go to Chicago instead? Yeah. Would he be the backup starting for the Steelers on Thursday night? Like Trubisky? I mean, maybe great conversation. This was unfortunately the way Zach Wilson was birthed in. What if Zach was told or he's read the writing on the wall, he's gone for next year? And now they're going to say, yeah, we benched you all the way down to three. We gave Tim Boyle the Black Friday start, not you. And now we want you back in there. And he knows he's gone. And that offensive line is banged up. Wouldn't you sit there and think for a second or maybe ask somebody in your orbit, in your locker room that you trust, what should I do? What should I say if coach comes to me and says that?
and then it gets out, which is why Rogers, I think, used the word chicken S on ESPN yesterday. Mm-hmm. So it ain't pretty. And unfortunately for Zach, based on everything that I've seen, um, I don't think it's going to be pretty on Sunday either. And that could be particularly ugly because Stroud shows in, lights it up. Although the defense for the Jets has been the saving grace for the year. Hey, Zach, just just two touchdowns. I know and that's been saying that's like splitting the atom for the for the Jets lately. Two touchdowns and just just rip it. See it rip it. And I know that he made these throws into windows he shouldn't have, and it was really dumb and it was really frustrating. But maybe also Hackett, how about you go to him and say, let's make the plays up. You go. What do you like? What do you got? Everything that we tried earlier that worked, let's do it again. What do you want to do, Zach? Let him friggin' make the plays up. I know it sounds stupid, but what else you got to lose? You're four and eight. And this kid, if he's not coming back, let's go. And then show up in Miami and, and put stuff uh, out there that you, you haven't used before. I don't know. What do you got to lose? So I hope he kills it. He deserves it. What a season. I can't believe this is the way things are going for the Jets. Poof. As soon as that Achilles went. Speaking of the Dolphins, Mike McDaniel is coming up next. Bruce Feldman in studio. That's how we are rolling right here on this busy Wednesday. Oh, and I got my power rankings, too. Hey. Haven't even mentioned that. Hey. You get ready to start heckling? <laughs> Rich, I wake up heckling. I know. But by the way, I've noticed, certainly lately. <laughs> I got up at 345 this morning. Sorry, you and me man. both, bud. Sorry, dude. You and me both. Terry and Cage are going to Georgia. They, oh, I know. They're on a super early flight, and so I had to get up also with them. I, I saw I her want, crowdsourcing I mean, on her Twitter feed to. about, you know, hey, yeah. anybody want? Well, she, he, I saw that. She said we have Katie had a candy cane at the airport this morning. I don't know if that's good parenting, but it's fine. I'm not there. A candy cane at the airport. Okay. <laughs> I like it. At 5, at 5 a.m. Dude, at this point in time, <laughs> you've got to tell Sarah whatever – because you were not the one on the plane. No, I know. So it was you were just, not the one flying she, at the crack of dawn with a three-year-old. She giant bud. bag of snacks, downloaded movies what on do the care? iPad. I don't care. What do you care? Whatever gets them there. Honestly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. You just got to let let her do her own yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And let certainly them cook. don't second guess her on the Rich Eisen show. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. I wasn't doing that. While she's I just in want flight. The, I was not doing that. Just want the record right, to So uh, <laughs> we got Mike McDaniel coming up here on the program. Yeah, yep. he's oh, wait, oh, he's in the Zoom, Rich. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's, he's got something to say to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you took my sign. That's my sign. All right. I'm the best at it. Is that right? <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let's talk about it. How are you, Coach? Good to see you, Mike. Great. I just. Uh, wh- hold on. Why, why are you impersonating me right now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. I wouldn't move. I wouldn't move if I were you. 